This is a celebration of where the church was birthed. The very first church was birthed in the upper room after the outpour of the Holy Spirit. And so if you are in Faith City, you would know that we don't care about time much. We just care about what God wants to do. Amen. So turn to somebody that you like and say, he's talking to you. Today is your day for a miracle. Amen. Now again, always part of our worship, we bring our sacrifices unto the Lord. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 says, Shall a man rob God? Starts from verse 8 right up to verse 10. Shall a man rob God? He says, how, how do we rob God? Through our tithes and our offerings. How do we rob God if we don't tithe to Him? You know, when we don't tithe to God, the heaven is not without electricity. You just basically rob God of blessing you and putting His hand upon your life and protect your finances. Now, let me say this in this way. He says, bring your tithe and your offering. When you don't tithe, you rob God. When you don't offer, you rob yourself. Because the scripture says, when you give your offering unto the Lord, there's a 30, 60, 100 fold return when you give unto the Lord. And there's no better time to give unto God than now. Do you know why? Because Jesus is coming back. And we need to preach this gospel around the world. I didn't, I didn't announce it to this church, but I will announce it to you now that very soon we're going to, we, we're trying with our plans to get onto TBN worldwide. TBN worldwide. Not just Africa, but worldwide. And so, um, um, we sent our stuff on to Daystar. You know, Daystar is one of the biggest Christian television networks in the world. And when we sent our stuff, the lady that was watching it, she got excited. She said, Woo! I need, we need this preaching on. And uh, so we just needed to sort out some lighting and whatever. But our plan is just to hit the world through television like never before. Like never before. And so we're going to give you an opportunity to sow your seed. And uh, if you see the white bucket, it's always for world evangelism. We're going to go back to Australia this year, and America, and a couple of other places. We will preach this glorious gospel. The brown bucket is always for the church. Details is on the screen. And I think it's urban there in the back of the card machine if you want to use it. Can we sing that song, Thank You, Jesus, for the blood applied while we do the offering? Come on, you can come as the Lord leads you.
And Lord, thank you for the opportunity of sowing seed. Pray, Lord, that you will bless it, multiply it. Your word promises us that you will give seed to the sower and pray to the eater. We declare every sower will never have lack. They'll always have seed in the mighty name of Jesus. And the people of God said, Amen and Amen. Can we give the, hand, the band a hand? This is the band of the hand. Again, thank you guys so much. Well, you've missed last night. Woo, what a time we had last night in the presence of God. I can't explain to you the glory that we felt in this place. It was just out of this world. Incredible. And um, I'm, I'm trusting the Lord to do the same today. Who came expectant? I said, who came expectant? Now, we refuse to believe that Faith City is an ordinary church. We believe in signs. We believe in wonders. We believe in miracles. And we believe that the Holy Spirit has... Now, this is not a seeker-sensitive church. You would know that. Our worship is longer than 15 minutes. So you, you would understand that. We, we, I believe in this. I believe that you worship until God says, I'm happy. And that's when you stop. We have too many religious institutions in South Africa that does not shake the gates of hell, that does not bring people to repentance. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody. We need movements of God in this hour like never before. And, and, and can it can only happen through allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work in us and through us. And this is why we allow the Holy Spirit to come. So what I want you to do is I want you to stand to your feet and help me welcome our guest speaker today. Make him feel welcome, the precious Holy Spirit. Come on, give him a great hand and say that you are welcome. You are welcome in this place. Praise God. Thank you so much for allowing the Holy Spirit to do what he needs to do in this place. Now, I wanna, I'm going to go on because today is Pentecost. If you are new in this Christianity walk, you maybe not understand what Pentecost means. Pentecost is that which Jesus promised us. He said in the word that you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and then you'll become witnesses, effective witnesses unto the ends of the earth. Now, you cannot be a witness. You cannot be a witness. Let me say that again. You cannot be a witness without power. You can only be a witness when you have the power of the Holy Ghost. Who was here Friday night? We saw deaf ears popped open. People got healed by the power of God. That's when you become ambassador of God. Wave at me if you're still awake. And you become a witness with the power of the Holy Spirit. So the scripture says that the disciples, 120 of them, by the way, went to the upper room and they waited. That's what they did. They waited and they prayed. And nobody wondered what's going to happen. They just knew we're going to be changed. Because he promised that not many days from now, you'll be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And your life will be turned upside down. And we know the scripture says, I'll read it later, that we were praying in one accord and then suddenly. Come on, I want you to say suddenly. suddenly. There came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind and the whole place was filled with the power of God and divided tongues of fire sat upon each of them and they start to speak in other tongues. Come on. And the people outside said, these people are drunk with wine. Now let me just say this. Last night, I, I've, heard, I've heard about two, two instances where people were pulled off after the service by the cops. My dad was one of them. And I asked him, how much did you drink? That's the first question. How much did you drink? And uh, he said, well, we are full of sweet wine, you know, Holy Ghost. And we've we got great people here that they traveled far. And after the service, they got a cappuccino. They said, you know, it was just a glorious service. And cops pulled him over and said, how much did you drink? He said, no, just a cappuccino. And they took a breathalyzer on him. And they said, now there's alcohol in your system. 
And he says, well, that's the Holy Ghost then. We don't know. And, you know, after they heard it's the Holy Ghost, they said, okay, just go. Please, just go. Just, just, just move on. So this is, this is that. Oh, this is that. Which the prophet has prophesied. That in the last days, God shall pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. If you are included in the all, I want you to jump on your feet and say, Lord, don't miss me this morning. Hallelujah. This is that. And they said, they said, we are not full of wine, but this is what the prophet Joel has prophesied. That in a moment, in an instant, we will be changed and we will have the empowerment from God Almighty and we will do the same works that he was doing. And by the way, if you know the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is not an atmosphere, but He's an atmosphere changer. Woo, come on, He's not just a cloud, but He brings the cloud of heaven into any situation. The Holy Spirit is the power from heaven, the manifest power from God on the earth today. And I said it last night that the Scripture teaches us that when you get the Holy Spirit, when you give your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to stay. He comes within you. And this is, maybe you've heard this, but let me say this again. A lot of people tell me this, when I get to heaven, you know, I want to speak to Elijah. I want to ask Elijah, what was it like to pull fire down from heaven? And they want to know from David, David, what was it like to kill Goliath? I think that when I put my foot in heaven, David's going to run to me and say, Vessel, tell me, what was it like to have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of here? What was it like? You see, Old Testament saints only had the Holy Spirit upon them, but not in them. Pentecost came, and now it's a whole different ballgame. We have the Holy Spirit within. To do the same works that Jesus Christ has been doing. This is why if people don't believe in miracles, I don't believe they believe in God. Okay, maybe, maybe this side listens to me. You cannot, you cannot take God and separate miracles from Him. He's a miracle worker. You cannot separate God from power. He's a powerful God. Are you listening to me? He's a creator. If He made you, He can heal you. Oh, you know, they paid somebody. My goodness gracious. If your Toyota breaks down, you're not going to take it to Ford. Ford's going to tell you we can't fix this. All right, but Toyota can. So if God made you, God can fix you up. I said the Holy Spirit can come upon you and give you a new spine, give you new kidneys, creating you new lungs. Come on, He can break the curse of sickness upon you. Now the Holy Spirit, if you think about this, let me go back right from the beginning. In the beginning of time, there had, a, had to be a great boardroom meeting where God the Father, God the Word, basically God the Father was not called God the Father until Jesus was called Jesus or the Son of God. So let's call him Jehovah, Jehovah God. And God the Word and God the Spirit came together and they said, let us make man into our image and into our likeness. And they knew that man's going to fall, man's going to fail, and God's going to have to send somebody in man's place to die on the cross. And I can just see God the Word, which we know it's Jesus Christ, steps to the front and he says, send me, I will go. And he, turned to the, he had to turn to God the Spirit and say, but I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to take me Turn me into seed. Put me in a woman's womb. And I'm going to need you to anoint me at the age of 30. And I'm going to need you to help me. Come on, declare the kingdom of God on the earth. And they're going to crucify me. And I'm going to need you to raise me from the dead. Now let me explain something to you. That when God made you, God the Father is always the architect. Jesus Christ is always the builder. And the Holy Spirit is always the electrician. 
It was God that said, let us make man. The Bible says Jesus made you, created you. And after he created you, man was still dead. It was until God breathed his breath into man's nostrils that man became a living soul. So it's after the Holy Spirit breathed his life into you that you became a living soul. This is why he's the maker of man. This is why the scripture says if God withdraws his spirit, man turns back to dust. Without him, you can't even live. I said without him, you can't even live. This is why in hell, I think the greatest punishment in hell is the separation of the Holy Spirit. He removes himself from your life. Even a sinner, even, listen to me, people think that the Holy Spirit is just fighting for Christians. You've got no idea how he's fighting for the whole world, even for sinners. He's banging on your heart's door every single day of your life. I believe this even until your deathbed. Come on, he grabs a hold of your life and says, I'm not going to let you go. Just accept Jesus Christ. So in hell, the separation, there's no spirit of God. And when there's no Holy Spirit, there's no peace. There's no presence. There's no reality of Jesus. Please hear me. The Holy Spirit makes Jesus a reality. Now let me go on. Think about how powerful this must have been. If the Holy Spirit, which is God, by the way, can take God... And turn him into seed. Imagine what he can do with you. Think about that one more time. He took God, made him seed. Jesus became seed in a woman's womb. Imagine how powerful the Holy Spirit must be. If he can take God and turn him into seed. Now again, if he can take God and turn him into seed, what can he do with you? The Holy Spirit took the Son of God, made him the Son of men. Now he takes the sons of men, turns them into the sons of God. Only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can experience that. Now, uh, you can never hear about the Holy Spirit enough. Can I say that again? Never. You can hear about the Holy Spirit week after week after week after week. The more you hear about Him, the deeper you fall in love with Him. That's just a fact. So, when Jesus came to earth, I want you to understand this. He was limited in space and in time. If He was in Jerusalem, He was just in Jerusalem. He wasn't in South Africa too. And Jesus spoke to his disciples. And, and sudden, some, something is just fun. Let me just give you a quick scripture. The Bible says this, that if you, think, if you study the disciples, they all failed to believe Christ. They even said, Lord, we're going to stay with you until the end. If they crucify you, they crucify us. But they spoke this without the Holy Spirit. This is why when they came to get Jesus and crucify him, Peter was the first to deny him and say, I don't know him. I don't know who he is. How many of you remembered when Jesus spoke to them and he, and he, and he, he spoke to Peter and, and John was standing at the site and Peter asked Jesus a question and he said, what about this guy? All right, what about him, Lord? And Jesus said to him, don't you worry about John. If I want him to, to live forever, he'll live forever. And they believed that John is going to never die. He's going, he's going to be the one that will, be, that will stay alive, but that's not what Jesus meant. Long story short, Jesus told Peter the following. He said that there will come a day that you will be old. Say old. And you will not be able to go where you want to go. You will be carried. You'll be taken. Somebody will take you from here to there. You'll be an old man. All right. Now Jesus said, keep that in mind. So here comes Jesus and he says to them, the time will come that I will leave you. But it's better if I go. Because if I go to the Father, I'll ask the Father to send you the Helper. That will come and he will teach you into all truth. Say all truth. Again, all truth. The Holy Spirit 
is the spirit of truth. Say the spirit of truth. So if there's no truth, you know there's no Holy Spirit. If you never sit, if you sit in a church and you've never been convicted of sin, you're in the wrong church. It's very quiet again. If you are in a church and you've never been convicted of sin, you are in the wrong church because then the Holy Spirit is not there. The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts you of your sin, not the pastor. You know, I'm not going back to that church. That church has hurt me. Maybe the roof fell on you. I don't know. But it's not the pastor that has hurt you. You have been convicted by the Holy Spirit to change your life. Why? Because he's the greatest evangelist. He does not want you to go to hell. I said this last night. Let me say this again. There's a preacher of a big church. And he said the following. He said he, he had a glass of water next to him. And somebody in his church was sleeping. And he said he took the glass of water and he walked towards this guy. And he threw the water in the guy's face. And he says this guy almost had a heart attack. And he jumped up and he said to him, let me tell you now. You will never sleep in my church again. There's somebody in hell right now that wishes that they're going to have your seat. If you in this church, you shall hear the word of God. Come on, you shall be changed. Hallelujah. So think about this. There's somebody in hell right now wishing that they can be in your position right now. You have found favor from God to be alive today and still make right. Come on, through the Holy Spirit. Because nobody is guaranteed tomorrow morning. You might sit here and think, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'm going to go on my last jaw just for this weekend. And then I'll make right of God. I'm telling you, in your jaw, you can die of a heart attack and go straight to hell. Are you listening to me? And, and, it's, and it's even worse than when you know the truth and you still reject the truth. Woo, I'm not going to be long today. Three o'clock, I'll get you out of this place. But listen to me, I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Jesus said, it's better if I go because I'll, I'll send you the helper. Why is it better? Because when he comes, you will understand all the things that I told you. When he comes, you will have a faith that will move mountains. I said, you will have a faith that will never, come on, it will, it will never run out. Because I'm not going to be here, but he will be here. And he will remind you of what I told you. And they... I, I, I'm thinking about this. They never had the experience of the Holy Spirit within them. They saw Jesus perform miracles, but that's, what it, that's about it. They, they don't know what it means to, for the Holy Spirit to come in. And so the scripture says this. Jesus says, the spirit of truth will come and the world do not know him, but you will know him. For he will be with you and he will be within you. There's three ways that the Holy Spirit comes. Before I'm going to get to the exciting part, there's three ways that he comes. Number one, he's with you. Why is he with you? He's with you to do what? To lead you? To guide you, to help you. When you wake up in the morning, your first words must be, good morning, Holy Spirit. What do you want me to do today? Where do you want me to go today? Are you listening to me? What do you want me to do today? Jesus is in heaven, by the way. So the Holy Spirit is here on the earth right now. And again, he's not a dove, he's a person. God Almighty, the first person, third person in the Trinity, equal to God the Father, equal to God the Son. He's not less than them. And he's the person that's mostly offended in the church. If you offended this morning, shame on you. Shame on you. The Holy Spirit is supposed to be offended, not us. Nothing should be able to offend us if we are really born again. Nothing. The only thing that must offend me is if I'm not closer to God today than I was yesterday. That's it. Are you listening? Come on, tell your neighbor, hey, this guy is speaking to you. 
So he's with you to lead you. He's the one there that guides you. He's within you for sanctification. He's the one that keeps you holy, keeps you spotless from this world. He's the one when he comes, he removes desires from your heart. Things that you've done in your old life, you don't want to do no more. You did not get old. It's not because you're old that you don't want to go out no more. It's because you are changed. I spoke to, I spoke to Robbie last night. And we, we, said, we spoke about our age and, and, uh, and he said, there's guys younger than us, you know, that's in the worst condition. I said, listen, age is just a number. You know, I, I, don't, I don't feel 55. You know, I don't, I don't feel 55. <laughs> it's just a number, all right? I'm not really 55, please. But in any case, so it's not, I, don't, I don't do the things of this world because I'm, I'm not doing the things of the world because I'm not old. I'm not doing the things of this world because I have a new love. I said, I have a new love. And the Bible says when he comes, he makes all things new. He changes all of your desires and he gives you the desire of the Father. That desire is to please him. This is why Jesus says, not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God, but those who has done the will of my Father. It's time that we do the will of our Father and not the will of our friends and our family. Come on, and the will of our flesh, we are supposed to do the will of our Father. And the will of the Father is to be holy as I am holy, for without holiness no man shall see God. You say, Vessel, well, I'm just human. I cannot be perfect. Well, that's not what the Bible says. The Scripture says, be he perfect, even as I am perfect. You know what's our problem in, in today? It's, especially in South Africa. We have lost our love for God. Everything is more important. Anything that you place above God is going to the ground. I need somebody to help me shout in this place. If you put your business above God, your business is going to the ground. If your marriage is above God, there will be no more marriage. It's very quiet. Anything that you place above God is a God to you. And every other God shall be like the gun, head off in the presence of the great I am. Every time we plan this, imagine this. Imagine Jesus says, listen guys, we are on our way to Jerusalem. And Peter said, Lord, not today. You know, my mother-in-law came to visit. But next week I'll, I'll be here. Come on. And Luke says, yeah, no, Lord, it's, there's something at children's school. We can't do, be at church today. And, you know, Matthew comes and says, Lord, there's a backlog of tax work. You know, there's no word. There's no way. And a Sunday, we can go to Jerusalem. Do your tax, Matthew, on a Saturday. And drag your family to church on a Sunday. The reason why we have a rule in this church that when your children is, is 10 years and older to bring them in the church and not in the Sunday school is so that you can, so that they can be provoked in the presence of God. They can experience the anointing of God. And when they experience that anointing of God, I promise you it will change them. I was a small child when I went with my dad to church services. And if I was tired, I would sleep underneath the, underneath the seats. But I was there every service. And do you not even understand this? Even under, when your child is sleeping, under the anointing of the living God, God does something in them. Come on, God does something in them and changes them completely. Expose your children to the power of God. And I'll make a bold statement as I always do. You will only be what you sit under. If you sit under dead stuff, you'll be dead. If you sit under the anointing of God, the anointing of God shall be a part of your life. When Elijah said to Eli Elisha, said to Elijah, I want a double portion of your spirit. Do you know what people believe today is a double portion? When they sit in your service one day. Now I've got the double portion. You've got a double portion of chicken pox. You don't have a double portion of that man's spirit. Elisha served Elijah for 13 years. One, three. 
Even in times when Elijah offended him. Get away here. I'm leaving. You can't go where I'm going. There's no way that I'm leaving you. I'm too hungry for God. I want the move of God's spirit. And that move is with you. Elijah had the move of God. Elijah said, I want that move of God. Amen? Today everybody is a preacher. And they mess it up. Because they're not called. If I'm not called to preach the gospel, I would have been sitting where you were sitting. And I would just support the preacher. Clean the toilets. I've done that many times in my life. But it's holy. Shout it's holy. And not without the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It took me my whole life, I'm telling you, to experience that power. To see the captives being set free. Last night, I've, I've reckoned we've reached more than 80 nations of the world already. 80. That is in 10 years. Come on, can somebody give Jesus a shout of praise? So the scripture goes on. I want to just go along a little bit. He will protect you. He will keep you holy. He'll sustain you. And when he comes upon you, you will receive power and you will be like Jesus. Why do I say you'll be like Jesus? Jesus said this, the works that you see me do and even greater works than these will you do because I go unto my Father. Why does he include because I go unto the Father? Because it means when I go to the Father, a helper will come. That same anointing that was on him will come upon you. And you will do the same work. This is why Jesus didn't make it a suggestion. He made it a commandment. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And then he made another commandment. He says, you shall lay your hands on the sick and you shall see them recover. You shall cast out demons. You shall raise the dead. Come on, you shall cleanse the lepers. It's a commandment, not a suggestion. Now, if we have a church without the Holy Spirit, what's the difference between that church and a mosque? Paul says that the gospel should not be preached just with words. He said it should be having a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That's what the gospel is. We should have a demonstration. Shout demonstration. Come on, one more time. Demonstration. Without a demonstration of the Spirit, there's no gospel. The gospel is dead without the demonstration of the Spirit of the living God. And you would find this all over the world. The more the Spirit works on a minister, the more he will be attacked. If you don't want to be attacked, just do nothing for God. Just preach like this and stand behind one seat and plead poverty and sickness as God's way to teach you something and you'll be okay. But when the Holy Spirit touches your life, I said when the Holy Spirit touches your life, you don't care what they say on Facebook and on YouTube. You just know that God has given me the anointing and the tools to get the captive free. Hallelujah. Oh, how we need to burn for God again. I said we need to burn for God again. Hallelujah. How many of you want to burn for God? Then it means you have to be in a church every week. If there's services the whole week, be in every service. You can tell your husband, listen, this house is going to stand still for the next week. I'm not going to be able to give you food, but there's food that you don't know of. I said, there's food that you don't know of. I said, there's food that you don't know of. Hallelujah. And when you have that food, you'll never be hungry again. I'm telling you, when you have that food, Kentucky is nothing. You don't care about potatoes and, and chicken and, and all this pumpkin and green beans and yellow beans. Oh, that's millies. What is it called? Corn. You just worry about one thing. I want him. 
you can eat like this, you'll be hungry. But you eat from the bread of life. I said, you'll never, ever, 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 ever be hungry ever again. Praise the Lord. Come on, if you believe that, high five your neighbor. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he says that this gospel, the kingdom of God, is not words, it's power. It's demonstration of power. Say with me, demonstration of power. I've seen this many times in our services. You know, I, I'm thinking about one, one thing. I was in, in Mauritius. We were preaching there for two weeks and traveled the whole island from top to bottom. And the one, the one service at close to the end of this of these meetings I was standing in a church and I was preaching and as I preached I heard somebody shouted but crazy I looked up here's a guy at the door karating <laughs> and so people he ran towards people started kicking them he they jump up this whole section around this side everywhere says they and he's crazy and he goes that side and he and the whole church runs that side and I thought who's this mampara I'm, pre I'm preaching and he comes and disrupts my meeting. Nobody disrupts my meeting. And I heard the Lord say, go down and challenge him. So, <laughs> so go down and challenge him. And I went down and he comes. When any case, not that. He comes <laughs> and, and as he comes, I said, in the name of Jesus, as I did this, I promise you, it's like somebody picks him up. Throws him through the air. He falls on the ground. Here goes the ashes. They run and they pick him up. I said, that's how you cast out a demon. I said, now set him down. Let's preach. They set him down. He listens to the whole service. Gives his life to Jesus Christ. I said, this gospel should be preached with the demonstration of spirit and power. The same Mauritius. And listen, God was there, so he's my witness. A woman came out, she's pregnant, she cries. She says, tomorrow morning, they remove this child. This child is dead in my stomach. I felt the Spirit of God come upon me. I said, not on my watch. I laid my hands on that stomach. I said, you felt Spirit of death. I command you, in the name of Jesus, come out and Spirit come back. And this woman started shouting, look at my stomach. My baby is kicking. My baby is kicking. We serve a living God. Come on, somebody better jump on their feet and give Jesus 30 seconds of crazy praise. Hallelujah. I have seen too much not to believe. I said, I've seen too much. I said, I've seen too much not to believe. I can, I've got people here with me that can testify of the miracle working power of God that we saw around the world. Do you know why? Because there's a Holy Spirit more real than people sitting in front of me. Come on, and he's the empowerer from heaven. And when he empowers you, my goodness gracious, fear drops from your life. You don't care. I stood in front of a woman. She had face cancer or skin cancer, but it was in the face. I saw a, a sore on her face. And again, don't do this unless God tells you to do it. And the power of God was upon me, and I heard God say to me, pluck it off her face. I grabbed a hold of that sore. I plucked it off her face. As I plucked it off, I thought, my God. Because I stuck in my fingers. And, uh, and she shouts, ah, I'm free. I'm free. Oh, how we need the Holy Spirit in this hour. Oh, how we need the Holy Spirit in this hour. Come on, lift those hands and say, Holy Spirit, we need you this hour. Come on, we need you. Woo. 
Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody right now, just better praise him. Come on, I said, somebody better praise him right now in this place. He's good. He's good. He's good. You know, the Bible says in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he'll change you into another man. And he says that he will cause you to prophesy. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he uses your tongue, he uses your hands, he uses your feet, he uses everything that he, that he can use. So let's go on a little bit. Jesus, even John, John the Baptist, he said, he said I baptize you of the repentance. But the one is coming whose sandal strap I'm not even worthy of. And he will come and he will baptize you of the Holy Spirit and the fire. Now fire does two things. It purifies or it destroys. Can I say that again? Purifies or destroy. So when the Holy Spirit comes, Jesus promised he will, he will baptize you with the fire. Now fire is also an empowerment. Ooh, the fire of the Holy Ghost. It purifies you. It makes you new. And then it empowers you. You know, Smith Wigglesworth was sleeping on his bed. And uh, he said, he's, he's, he, you, know, you know, when somebody sits on your bed and the bed sunks in. He says he felt his bed sunking in. He turned around as he opened his eyes. He saw it's the devil sitting at the end of his bed. And he said, oh, it's just you. And he turned around and go back to sleep. That's the fire of God that will keep you. I know most of us will run away. Most of us will just run away. Not that guy. He was on fire with the Lord. Raised 21 people from the dead. I believe the time is coming, Uncle Denzel, where we will raise the dead as a sport. I believe that. I believe in the, in, the, in the end times. and Are we in the end times? Absolutely. I'm just waiting for... Da -da -da -da, and I'm out of here. I'm gone. I'm out of here. I told my mother-in-law, I said, when the rapture happens, everything that's mine is yours. You take it all. I'm out of here. You take my house. You take the car. You take everything. It's yours. I'm, just, I'm not going to be worried. <laughs> Tell your mother-in-law, call her. Say, so if the rapture happens, you take it all. Take all the money. You just, yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. Where I'm going, I'm not going to need a Cadillac. I'm not going to need the donkey. Everything is me. Buy a donkey. Hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. So, can we go deeper? Are you enjoying today? Come on, who's enjoying the service? So, Jesus, Jesus said this, better, if I go, I'll send you the helper. He'll come. And he'll help you. And he, he'll, he'll, he'll teach you all the old truth. He'll protect you. He'll guide you. He'll lead you. And so when Jesus was 30 years old, the scripture says that he was baptized in the water and the Holy Spirit came upon him. And I said it last night. You studied this in the book of John. John says that the Holy Spirit descended in the form of a dove and the, and the Spirit of God remained upon him. If you read the scripture, it doesn't say the dove remained upon him. It says the Spirit remained upon him because the Holy Spirit is not a dove. Why do we have a dove on the screen then? Because it's just a symbol. It's a logo. Say logo. Of what God is. God the Spirit is. You know this, but I'm saying this again. A dove has two wings. Right wing, nine feathers. Left wing, nine feathers. The right wing has nine feathers, and it speaks of or consists of the nine gifts of the Spirit. On the left, nine, it speaks about the nine fruits of the Spirit. The tail feather consists of five main feathers, speaks about the five offices. The, the apostle. Come on, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. A dove is an only animal, one of the only animals with no gallbladder. It means there's no deceit found in him. A dove is an animal that mates for life. When the Holy Spirit comes, he's there for life. So what Jesus was actually referring to the 
body of Christ, when, when he was baptized, the Holy Spirit came in the form of a dove. Now he says, I'm going to empower the church. I'll give them the nine gifts. I'll give them the nine fruits. I'm going to shock your theology. God does not want you to have one gift. He wants you to have the fullness of the Spirit. You can operate in all the gifts. I said, you can operate in all the gifts. If you ask God, he'll give it to you. And then so he's empowering the fivefold ministry. Now, nobody can call an apostle an apostle unless God made him an apostle. Nobody can call you an evangelist. So don't say, I'm going to start my own ministry, I'll be an evangelist. If God did not call you, you're nothing. Don't do it. Are you listening? And by the way, preachers are the least of them all. I'm least than anybody that sits here because I'm a servant. Amen? Amen. Okay, so the Holy Spirit, I love this. I said it last night, but let's, let's help them, okay? Who was here last night? We're going to help the guys that was not here. The Holy Spirit came in the form of a dove and sat upon Jesus. A dove is a shy animal. It gets scared off very easily. But it's also a gentle animal. And there's only one instance in the scripture where the Holy Spirit was referred as a dove. This is when Jesus was baptized. In the book of Acts, there's no dove. There's fire. Mighty rushing wind. Come on, that does shaking foundations of, of buildings. So the Holy Spirit came and he sat upon him. Now if a dove sits upon your shoulder and you get up, there goes the dove. He's going to fly away. Is that correct? So if a dove, if I want to keep a dove, I'll have to keep him in mind. I won't be able to do what I want to do. I'll have to make sure what the dove is happy about. Come on. It's not a papagai. The papagai can sit in prod, not a dove. He goes, choof. If I approach a dove, I'll have to use caution. So in other words, for me to keep the dove, I'll have to consider the dove. How do I keep, how do I keep the Holy Spirit to remain upon me? I have to consider Him. I can't just jump up. Holy Spirit, where do you want me to go today? Who do you want me to speak to today? What do you want me to do today? You know, Paul made a statement. He says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. That word means do not hurt Him through the way that you live. So people live like they want to live, and yet they don't understand. They grieve the Spirit of God. If the Holy Spirit won't go in a place, you shouldn't neither. Amen? I, I, I was having church next to a bar, and I had to draw money. The only place was in the bar. I said, there's no way. In my old life, no problem. My new life, no way. Now they carried the people out of the church. The people in the bar were standing like this. In the bar, they pay for the old minister. In the church, we get the new minister free of charge. They carry the, the, the people out of church. I promise you, they carry them out. I think the people in the bar thought, geez, that's the lack of church. We should shine a sign up there. <laughs> oh, there's no high. Like the most high. Oh, there's no high. This is why he says, do not be drunk with wine when in this excess, but be he filled with the Spirit. Shout yes if you believe that. Now, let me take you further. Jesus is anointed, do the, all the miracles, save people, goes to the cross, dies on the cross. On the third day, the Holy Spirit raises him from the dead, quickens his whole body. He says, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead shall likewise quicken your mortal bodies. So that when in the rapture happens, and if you died before the rapture and you go to heaven, when the rapture happens, the Holy Spirit is going to quicken your body. In other words, you're going to go back to that graveyard and you're going to get a new body. Can you imagine what graveyards will look like at the rapture? 
tomb in, in, in Jerusalem um, at, the, at the temple, at the mercy gate. They've sealed it off. According to prophecy, it's sealed off. But they have, I can't remember how much, but there's, I think, a hundred or something Muslim soldiers that they buried outside this gate. And they believe that when Jesus Christ comes, he's going to take back the city. But they also believe in the resurrection because they believe if Jesus comes, these Muslim soldiers is going to rise up and fight him. I said, who did your calculations? <laughs> You've got no idea what's coming. A hundred is too little. A million is too little. A billion is too little. The whole world is too little. But they believe in the resurrection. So the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken your mortal body. Now Jesus said to them, now go back to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. What promise? The promise of the Father, the promised Holy Spirit, He will come. And he, when He comes upon you, I'm telling you right now, no longer will you walk in unbelief. You, you believe. You believe the Scripture will open up to you. Your prayer life will change. No longer will you pray empty prayers, but your prayer life will have power. Oh, whatever you, this is why he says, whatever you ask the Father in my name, that he will give unto you. Because now, your prayer life will change. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, your prayer life is no longer, Lord, if it be thy will. Now your prayer life is the following, Lord, it is written. Why is it quiet now? Somebody had to. I thought, I thought somebody's going to run about twice around this building. Listen, your prayer life can change when the Holy Spirit takes control of your life. It's no longer, Lord, I have a need. It's, Lord, I have a word. Your word says, I've been young and I've been old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen his children begging for bread. Lord, it is written that by your stripes I am healed. And therefore today I receive my healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Every symptom is illegal in this body. Body, you better hear the word of God. I'm a temple of the Holy Ghost. And I shall rejoice for this is the day that the Lord has made. Come on, you tell your lungs, lungs, I command you. Breathe in Jesus' name. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody. Cancer, dry up and be gone. When you have the Holy Spirit in you, it changes. Stuff changes. It's not, Lord, how am I going to make it until the month end? No, it's, Lord, your word says that you will give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And I declare a breakthrough right now. So, Lord, send your angels. Give them charge to bring back my blessing. Come on, somebody better pray with me right now. Lord, I declare victory is mine. Your prayer life becomes bold. Timidity dies away when the Holy Spirit touches a man's life. Come on, he takes a wimp and he makes him a man of God. The Bible says the righteous is as bold as a lion. And by the way, when you're anointed, you don't need to announce you are anointed. If I go to the zoo, Francois, I don't walk towards the lion. He says, wow, I'm a lion. I know, don't go with it. That's a, that guy's a lion. The anointing announces itself. But it changes you into another man. Woo, it makes you powerful. And do you know what happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon you? Satan starts to fear you. When I wake up in the morning, the devil says, Oh, not this guy again. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you something. Devils knows who's praying and who's playing. Amen. I feel the heavy glory of God here. Devils knows who's praying and who's playing. If you... Uh, I've seen people being tried to cast out demons and then nothing happens. And we go to the scene to pray and they say, we'll come out, we, we decide. Time to go, time to go. Because the power of the Holy Ghost. So the Bible says, first, 
time that he's spoken of a dove is when Jesus was baptized. But if you study the whole book of Acts, you know, I, I love the, what the, the Bible says. The book of Acts is called the, the Acts of the Apostles. But today we have apostles acting. It's a fact. Because we are fighting who's got the biggest church. And, and who's got the biggest band. And who drives the best cars. And blah, blah, blah. I just want to know who's going to heaven with me. I just want to know that. Are you saved? Are you washed with the blood of the Lamb? Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Let me just get this clear that I'm so Pentecostal. That my, my, you know, when, when John and them started singing that song, I'm a Pentecostal. And I'm not ashamed, let me tell you. Those disciples, I think that's what they started singing after the Spirit of God was upon them. I'm a Pentecostal. The people outside mocked them and said they are full of sweet wine. Well, I can just see Peter. I'm a Pentecostal and I am not ashamed. Read the book of Acts. We are just the same. We worship God the Father. Lift up Jesus' name. I'm Pentecostal in every single way. I'm so Pentecostal. My bulldog is Pentecostal. Come on, my mother-in-law is a Pentecostal. I'm so Pentecostal. Everything I touch turns into a Pentecostal. Come and tell somebody I'm a Pentecost. I'm a Pentecostal. I am not ashamed. Call me a happy clappy, that's fine. Actually, the happy clappy is a bit grafster. I'm a holy roller. I'm a tongue-talking, Bible-believing, spirit-filled. Come on, Holy Ghost-empowered, blood-washed child of the living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am a troublemaker. Come on, I'm a troublemaker. I said, I'm a troublemaker. Shout, I'm a troublemaker. Come on, one more time, I'm a troublemaker. I pray today that God will fill each one of you. Make you a troublemaker that when the devil sees you, he flees in seven different directions. That the power of God will shine from you. And the glory of God shall risen upon you. And that empowerment that they experience in the upper room, that you will have that same power. I want to say this, I feel the Holy Spirit tells me this. Don't be afraid and shy to pray in tongues. When God has given you the gift, you open up your mouth and let it become a well in you. Come on, let it speak. Woo! Stir up your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Boston, can you come up? Uh, something is about to happen. Boston, 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 just come here, come here, come here. Just stand here. I feel the glory of God here. And you know, the presence of the Lord is not for, for show. It's for validation Amen. of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Lord, anoint this man like never before. <sighs> anoint him like never before, Lord. Use him, Lord, mightily in the name of Jesus. Ooh, the power of God said, lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Ah. Few more minutes. They came together. One accord. Acts chapter 1 8. Jesus says, You shall receive power. After the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Not before that. I said, Not before that. Can I make a statement? You can come here every Sunday and go home without the power. Power comes after you have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. That's when power comes. After you had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. That's when power comes. Say after. He comes upon you. You receive power. You become an effective witness to the ends of the earth. 
Now the Holy Spirit takes control of your life. Acts chapter 2, they say they came together in one accord. And that, what did they do? They prayed. They prayed. The Holy Spirit will never come on any person that's not ready to receive Him, that's not hungry to receive Him. They came together in one accord waiting for the promise. They knew something is going to happen. Help me out now. When you wake up in the morning, you have to expect God is going to be good for me today. When I come to church, I expect something is going to happen for me today. They did that. They came together, one accord, expecting God is going to do something. And the scripture says they prayed. How long did they pray? We don't care. They just knew that we are not leaving this place, not until we had an encounter with God. Can you do that? Absolutely. You know how many times I told the Lord, there's no way I'm leaving this place. Eileen and myself, we were in a, in a, in a service. There were six and a half thousand people. Six and a half thousand. Packed out. A mighty man of God was in that service many years ago. And I said, Lord, I'm not leaving this place without a touch of the Holy Spirit. I want that power of God. And I looked at people. I thought, I want to I see who's hungry. I want to be more hungry than them. And do you know who that guy called out out of six and a half thousand people? Just me and Eileen. Just me and Eileen. The two of us, out of 6,500 people, laid hands on us, prayed for us. I had an encounter with God again one more time. The Holy Spirit, listen to me. When the Holy Spirit takes control, you will know it. You speak funny. They carry you. You cry, you laugh, you roll, you jump, you run, everything at once. I'm happy and I'm sad at the, one, at, at the same time. But He changes you. Ooh, he changes you. He takes all the bitterness and the anger and hatred and he removes it. And he gives you joy unspeakable and full of glory. And you have a love that you cannot explain. And a hunger, a hunger to pursue God. The Holy Spirit puts a hunger in you to pursue God more than you. How many of you is hungry for God? You ain't seen nothing yet. When the Holy Spirit grabs a hold of you, you will pursue God like never before. The Bible says as they prayed suddenly. Now, I, I, I want to say to people that's really believing today that suddenly God is going to do it for you. Not going to take time. But where's the people of faith? I thought, I thought there's more people of faith. Suddenly, God operates in the suddenlies. Suddenly, there's a sound of heaven. Suddenly, there was a sound of heaven. Now, I want you to think about this. I'm almost there. I'm, then I'll, I'll pray for you. In the Old Testament, the high priest had to take bells. They sew it into his garment. Put a rope around him the rope will hang out of the temple door and he will walk in the bells will go with a sacrifice and if they hear the bells outside the people hear the bells they know that the high priest is still alive and he will present the sacrifice before god if god received the sacrifice fire will come down consume the sacrifice and then the nation will be forgiven if they don't hear the bells they know this guy is dead he dropped dead they would take the rope and pull him out because if they dare enter in they would die now, what happened was, if the sacrifice was received, the, the high priest is alive, the bells is going off because he's walking out, and he's still alive. Ting, ling, 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 and he goes out. And so when, when, when Jesus Christ died for us, rose from the dead, preached the gospel, for, the, the gospel of the kingdom for 40 days, the Bible says he presented his own blood at the mercy seat. In other words, when Pentecost happened, the high priest entered. And God says, the sacrifice is received. And suddenly, there's a sound from heaven. The bells were ringing. Do you get that? When Jesus entered in, 
the sound went off that the sacrifice has been received and bang the power of God was poured out upon 120 men and it was divided tongues of fire in other words it seemed like two tongues upon their heads why two tongues one tongue represents your own tongue the second tongue represents God's tongue the the words in God's mouth is the same as the words in God's words in your mouth are you listening the words in God's mouth is the same as his words in your mouth now he gives you the authority, the power, the dominion to call the things that is not though they are. Come on, and to, to be the answer to a lost and dying world. Right now there's a church dying. Right now there's people dying without Jesus. Right now there's people that's walking out of church services as dry sticks. But we have the answer, and his name is the Holy Spirit. And once he comes, he changes you. Now, you know what happened at Pentecost? They started speaking in tongues. And they were baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking in, in other tongues. And here, what happens now is, no longer are they the same people. They are changed. You know, they reckon how Peter, was Peter died being crucified. But he said, hey, you don't crucify me like you crucify Christ. I'm not worthy like that. You turn me upside down. That's a man that's filled with the Holy Spirit. A man that's filled with the Holy Spirit will always say, Oh, death, where is thy sting? They throw him into prison. They say, Tomorrow morning, your head is coming off. Do you know what Peter is doing? Sleeping. Snoring. Do you know why? Because that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said to him, You're going to die an old man. They will carry you from here to there when you're old. So he said, Herod, you've been going to behead me. Now let me tell you something. I've got good news. I've got good news. And if you behead me, so what? I'll be in glory. You can only, if, you kill, if you kill me, I can only die. But that's not how I'm going out. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, it's not just for baptism or just speaking in tongues. When He comes upon you, He changes you. He makes you radical. I said He makes you radical. He makes you believe what other people will say. You, you're crazy. You know, people tell me often, you've lost your mind. You're right. I gained the mind of Christ. And that mind is supernatural. I said, that mind is supernatural. So the Holy Spirit is not an atmosphere. He's an, he, he changes the atmosphere. When He comes, He brings the atmosphere of heaven. This is why when Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, He included this verse. As it is in heaven, so it shall be on the earth. How is that possible? Through the help of the Holy Spirit. He brings heaven with him. The atmosphere of heaven. How many of you believe that there's cancer in heaven? How many of you believe that there's chicken pox in heaven and monkey pox and, and all those stuff? How many of you believe there's poverty in heaven? Some of the people are going to get angry when they get to heaven. Oh, Jesus, this money could have been given to the poor. Mansions, streets of gold. Where's the trailer park? No, it's not near. Mansions, mansions. God is good. You get a mansion. 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 Uncle Denzel, finally. I can do whatever I want. Put lights here. Furniture there. I'm going to paint it black. <laughs> I don't think there's a color black in heaven for a simple reason. It's simple reason is just light. It's just light. There's not even color in heaven. 
if I say color, when you stand before God, the Bible says many tongues, many tribes, many nations. Don't you just love that? There's not going to even be night. I always ask God, why do I have a house if I'm not going to sleep? You, you think about it. You're going to get a mansion, but there's no night. There's no darkness. There's but I'm going to get a mansion. That's just what I know. You're going to get a mansion. You're going to get a mansion. You're going to get a mansion. Amen. So the Holy Spirit brings that atmosphere of heaven to your life. He's the one who takes your worship, make it acceptable. When you don't know how to pray, He prays through you. This is why Paul says in the book of Romans, he says that the Holy Spirit prays through you with groanings that cannot be uttered. When you don't have words, He prays it right through you. How many of you understand that? Did you know that you can say, Holy Spirit, I'm so weary today. I don't know what to say. Would you just pray through me? When you start to pray in tongues, he prays right for you. Right for you. You, you, can, you can drive in your car. I can, I can speak to Justin right now and, and, and speak in tongues in my spirit. And hear him and understand him completely. Have a conversation with him. But my spirit is also active. Because when you pray in tongues, the body is not active. Your mind is not, you don't think what you say. Tongues is not, what, can I, what am I going to say? Tongues is a language, by the way. It's a heavenly language. Satan doesn't understand that. Understand this, tongues is a gift. A gift. Now, I don't know about you, but parents, you give your children gifts when they're naughty or not. You forgive them when they're naughty, right? You don't say, no, 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 last year, did you remember you broke that glass? No, you sit yourself down. No, you forgive them. Same with God. So when He gives you a gift, He gives it even if you don't think that you're good enough. By the way, you cannot be good enough. Because all your righteousness is filthy rags. But He made you good enough to receive from Him. So the Bible says that if you ask Him, He'll give us that same gift. He will empower you with the Holy Spirit and give you the... How many of you want to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Meaning speaking in other tongues. Lift your hands if you want to be able to speak in tongues. It is for you. Here, change your mind. Change the doctrine that people say it's not for everybody. It is for, if you're born again, it's for you. If you're born again, tongues is for you. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you. Are you listening to me? Don't worry about it. Maybe you come from another denomination, that's fine. Tongues is still for you. It's in the Bible. In Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19, the word says they spake with other tongues. It's continual. They don't, didn't stop. There's nowhere in the Bible that it says tongues has ceased. It's a lie. Don't listen to the doctrines that says tongues has ceased. Tongues will never cease. The gifts will never cease. Come on. Ah, come on. Even when Jesus comes, we will speak in tongues. Paul says pray in all occasions in the Spirit. Don't forbid them to speak in tongues. That's what Paul says. Amen. And we need to, we, when you have it, use it. Don't be shy. Use it. When I take Tinas to travel with me, Tinas prays loud. He sings loud. So when I say, let's start to pray, Tinas will, and people will. What is that? I'm not freaking out. You see, that guy's not shy. Don't be shy when God has given it to you. Don't be shy when God gives it to you. Use it. Stir up your most holy faith. Amen. I'm finishing with this. I'll pray for you. The scripture says that the disciples decided among each other and they, then they said, 
it is good for the Holy Spirit and also for us. The Holy Spirit decides. Only a person can decide. Are you listening? This is a, this is a pedestal. I can use this to put my Bible on. If I'm really angry, I can throw somebody with it. But this thing cannot use me. Are you listening? Because this is an object. As long as you see the Holy Spirit as an object, you would use Him, but He will not be able to use you. When you see Him as a person, and as God Almighty, you will start to submit yourself under His leading, and say, whatever you want me to do, break me a thousand times, as long as you can use me. And I promise you, before He starts to use you, He's going to mold you. Like the potter molds the clay, He's going to mold you. Come on and bring you right into that place where you can submit. You'll have to get to a place where you have died a thousand times for God to use you. Amen? You'll have to get all the logic out of the way. Faith and logic does not work together. Faith does not make sense. It makes miracles. Oh, come on. You have to remove logic. You can't, you can't have logic. You have to remove logic. And just say, Holy Spirit, here I am. Crush me a thousand times and use me. According to the scripture. Peter even said this when Ananias and Sapphira, they lied to the Holy Spirit. He said, you did not lie to man, you lied to God. So Peter made, made sure they understood that the Holy Spirit is God. Think about how God empowers these men. That Paul gave out aprons and handkerchiefs. Let me show you something. I can lay hands on this and give it to you and say, lay it on the sick. God can use this to heal the sick because this is a contact point. This cloth is not holy. I just wiped my sweat off. But God can use it. The scripture says, Paul laid his hands on aprons and handkerchiefs and laid it on the sick. And as a contact point, the power of God goes through it. I laid my hands on a, on a handkerchief once. There was a guy in, in the ICU that they, he was in a coma. He couldn't wake up. His name was Ati. All right. And I, I gave them handkerchiefs to lay on him. And with a voice message, I prayed over a, I think it was a WhatsApp. And they played it next to his ear and the hankies on his chest. And I said, Ati, I command you in the name of Jesus, wake up. And they say, Ati's eyes opened up. And he said, Aksuk pop and watch. <laughs> Hallelujah. His first words, his first words, Aksuk pop and watch. Amen. You shall lay your hands on aprons, handkerchiefs. Later on the sick, and you shall see them recover. The scripture says they brought so many people to Peter that was sick, that Peter could not lay hands on everybody. The only thing that he was doing is he was walking past them. And as his shadow fell on them, they were healed. How can your shadow heal? Your shadow can only release what overshadows you. Two testimonies. I sat in a, in a pastor's lounge in the back of a church. And I said to the Lord, Lord, Peter walked past people. His shadow fell on them. They were healed. Use me in that way. I walked from the back, walked through the church, preached, prayed for the people. After the service, there was a testimony line. And there was a guy right at the back. He's jumping up and down. He says, I want to speak. I want to speak. I said, you're going to get your turn. No, I want to speak now. And he, he goes ballistic. And they said, just give him the time. He comes. He says, I broke my hand. I fractured my hand. They laid me off. The doctors couldn't do anything. They operated. Nothing happened. The hand was swollen this size. He said, but something happened. I was sitting at the side. 
you were walking through, through the aisle. As you walked through the aisle, I felt a fire come on me from my head through my soul. He said, I saw my hand. Oosh. He says, I'm healed. Look at my hand. I'm healed just by the shadow. Yeah. Ten years ago, ten years ago, I was in the Philippines, two weeks preaching everywhere. And then two years ago, we were there again with our team. A guy came out to testify. And this is quite strange. But he says, ten years ago, I sat in your service right up front. He said he had cancer, busy dying. He says, and you were preaching. And as you preached, spit came out of your mouth. Fell into my mouth. <laughs> can I ask, can we just put a guard up here in the front? So, can I get say sorry? <laughs> but, so he says, I'm preaching and spit goes into his mouth. And he thought, okay, I'm not going to say anything. He's the preacher. It's fine. And he says, I want to tell you, I went back to the doctor, and the doctor found me cancer-free. No cancer. Everybody wanted me to spit. Oh, spit to me, spit to me, spit, spit here too, spit. You see, so, so God, especially when the anointing is on me, I can put my shirt on you, God can heal you. Are you listening to me? You can put your feet in my, sh in my shoes, you'll feel the power of God. People told me last night they were worshiping the Lord here in the front and as the eyes were closed, they felt as I walked towards them. They said they feel that sense of power that just surged. And that's how the anointing of God works. And that's, you know, when the Holy Spirit starts to overshadow you, you give out. Your shadow releases what overshadows you. Spend time with the Spirit of God in worship. There's so much I can say about the Holy Spirit. I don't think that today's enough. I think we have to go on for another month just on the Holy Spirit. But if you think about this, that the Holy Spirit never comes to testify about Himself. He witnesses about Jesus. I've seen this over and over. The quickest way I can get the presence of the Holy Spirit is glorifying Christ. Because on my own way, I can't magnify Jesus enough. The Holy Spirit is the one that makes Jesus real. How many of you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? You know why? Because the Holy Spirit made Him real. It's impossible for you to believe that Jesus is the Son of God without the Holy Spirit. So He will never witness about your own feelings. If you go to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, I feel this way and I feel this way, He witnesses the Word. Are you listening to me? That's the only thing that He, that he knows is the Word. And two other things I just want to add. When you're broken, He's the closest to you. Satan is as stupid as you get. He thinks when you're broken, He's got you. But the Bible says when you're broken, the Spirit of God is close. Amen. When you have a, a crushed spirit, He picks you up and He molds you. Don't you just love the Holy Spirit? Amen. When you worship, it's not just holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. But it's a reality of what you say. We have a song here that we started on Friday. It's a very old song. But it says, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Pure and holy, tried and true, and with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Come on, say this again to him. Lord, prepare. 
to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true and with thanksgiving I'll be a Sanctuary for you, Lord. I'm weary to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. Oh, and with thanksgiving. I'll be a living sanctuary come on one more time just say to him Lord prepare me to be a sanctuary to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true and with thanksgiving oh let me now lift your hands to heaven Father prepare us to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true today Lord with thanksgiving I'll be a living sanctuary for you your word says don't you know that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit make us living sacrifices In the name of Jesus. Come on, just lift those hands to heaven. It's a sign of surrender. Forget about everybody around you. Say, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. I want to be pure. I want to be holy, tried and true. So, Lord, prepare. To be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, and with thanksgiving, I'll be a Lord, prepare me. You sing it to him, church. Everybody, Lord, prepare me. Lord, prepare me. 
Father, come and fill this house. My goodness, I feel the presence of the Lord here. Tried and true. Manto kitele, manto kitara, manto amoshete. Him to fill him. Thank you for your sweet presence. Oh, there's a sweet presence of the Lord here. You promised, Lord, in the last days you'll pour out your spirit, pour out your spirit upon your people. Holy Spirit, come and shake this place. Shake us, Lord. Shake us, Lord. We are desperate and hungry for you. The paraclete from here. The Spirit of Christ. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of truth. The Spirit of counsel. The Spirit of might. The Spirit of understanding. The Spirit of knowledge. The Spirit of power. The one who brings the atmosphere from heaven. The maker of man. All powerful, all knowing. Omnipotent, omniscient. All powerful, all knowing Lord. Holy Spirit. Come prepare us. this whole middle block lift your hands to heaven God is here touch them all Lord wave after wave of your glory in the name of Jesus come and receive that power right now in the name of Jesus come and breathe afresh upon these people Lord In Jesus' name. Oh. Come on, everybody, lift those voices to heaven and ask Him to fill you. Come on, I believe right now the Lord is going to baptize people of the Holy Spirit. Rivers of life shall flow, Lord. From the innermost beings.
Come on, I want you to start to pray all over this place. Open your mouths and declare God's word. If you can pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. Pray in your own language. That's this whole block, Lord. Come on, you to my left. I see the power of God on you. Lord, baptize us with your fire. Lord, those to my right, let your power fall on them. Holy Spirit, take control. In the name of Jesus. Come on, one minute, just pray for one minute, just pray for one minute. Help me live here. Sanctuary. not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. Heal the sick this morning. We rebuke sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. Cancel every doctor's report. never been baptized with the Holy Spirit I want you to lay your hands on your on your on your body on your chest if you have been baptized with the Holy Spirit what I want you to do is I want you to pray loud in tongues and we're gonna ask God the word says that Jesus is the the baptizer of the Holy Spirit we're gonna ask him right now to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Don't try to figure it out. It will flow from you. Your only job is to open your mouth and speak the words that He puts in you. So come on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count to three. And you're going to pray as loud as you can. If you have never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, put your hand on your chest quickly. Come on, something is about to happen in this place. I'm counting to three. I want you to pray as loud as you can. One, two, three. Come on, pray. Pray, pray, pray in the Spirit. Now, Lord Jesus, baptize them with the Holy Spirit. Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
Receive the gift of tongues in you. Let it flow like a river, Lord. Come on, open your mouth and speak it. Come on, there it is. Somebody else has been baptized with the Holy Ghost. Come on, receive it, receive it, receive it. Those people who has said they have not been baptized, quickly run to the front. Come on, something is about to happen in this place. If you have been baptized, pray loud as you can. Come on, as loud as you can. If you have not been baptized, come to the front quickly. Come on, those who have been baptized, I want to hear you pray in the Spirit. Come on, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. You receive it by faith. You receive it by faith. Come on, Faith City, help me pray. Help me pray in the Spirit. Oh. Oh, His power is here. His power is here. It's a gift. He wants to give it to you today. You receive it by faith. Lord, these people in the front, I ask you in the name above every other name, That waters, Lord, living waters shall flow from the innermost being. I ask you, Jesus, to baptize them with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, you baptize them, Lord. You in the front, you're going you're gonna to hear a word coming. It will pop up in your spirit, man. And you open your mouth by faith when you declare. So faith said, let's help them. Come on, stretch your hands towards them. The Lord is doing it this, this morning for you. Jesus, baptize her with the Holy Ghost. Open your mouth and speak it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Baptize them, Lord, with your spirit. Come and open your mouths and speak it. Receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Baptize the Lord with your spirit. Let it be like a fountain. Come on, come on. There's power here. That's them, Lord Jesus. That's them, Lord Jesus. Come on. The race praying the spirit. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. You guys in the back praying the spirit. Praying the spirit. Open your mouth and receive it. Open your mouth and receive it. A river, Lord Jesus. It's all over you. It's all over you. Jesus. Come on, receive.
Come on, receive that gift. It's all over you. Just open your mouth and receive it.
Let him feel this fire, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Let him feel that fire of the Holy Ghost moving through this body, Lord. Let it become a river to him. Accept it today. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive that power. Ooh, come on, that's power here. God is doing something great. Can we just worship God? Oh, there it is. Woo! Don't you never stop praying. You keep on praying. Come on, keep on praying in the spirit. Keep on praying. The power of God is here. Touch them, Lord. Touch them, Jesus. Thank you, the anointing destroy every yoke right now. Every yoke in this place, Lord, shall be crushed by the power of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Look at the glory of God on this woman. God's power is all over you. Oh, hallelujah. What will he Jesus with you do? Is it by a swan? Good. Come on, pray for her. I command the eyes, open up. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'm going to taste her now before she goes back. Thank you, Lord. What do you want God to do for you? Brand new eyes. I clear up in Jesus' name. Oh, Jesus, touch this precious woman. Prepare me to be a sanctuary. That's power. That's power. Every form of infirmity, I break it now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. That's them. Thank you, Lord. Father, I take authority over this right now in the name of Jesus. I break every authority of darkness over this boy. And I declare your peace that surpasses all understanding upon him right now. He will sleep with peace in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I give you praise right now that it is done. They will have no right over him. Let him go in Jesus' name. Lord, spoil touch this woman. Touch her of your mighty power. In Jesus' name. Come on, keep, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Don't stop praying. Lord Jesus, thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit all over him. Pure and holy. You'll never be the same again, Lord. Fresh fire. Fresh fire, Lord. I just need to say what I see. The Holy Spirit is removing hurt from your heart right now. Brokenness is removing from your heart right now. Satan tried to destroy you. But God is turning it around for your good. Hallelujah. Pure and holy. Pure and holy. Tried and true. Thank you, Jesus. Touch it right now, Lord. Let your healing power will flow through. Do it one more time, Jesus. Touch it one more time. Send you Touch him, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you remove every pain, every brokenness of heart. Make him whole. Make him whole, Lord. In the name of Jesus.
I want to ask the rest, lift your hands quickly. Lift your hands in this place all over. Thank you, Lord. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Just lift your hands in this church. His power is here. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. Brand new eyes. Brand new eyes. Let it be according to their faith. In the name of Jesus. Open your eyes quickly. Look at Dylan, the cameraman. Dylan, show her finger. The right finger. That's how many fingers do you see? One. How many fingers? Two. Five. Four. Uncle Denzel? Can you show her a finger? Uncle Denzel? Can you show her here? How many do you see? One. How many fingers? Show her something else. Two. She'll never be the same again, Lord. Come on, can we rejoice in the Lord? We are almost done, I promise you. Just, just last time, just lift your hands. We're almost done. You? Kaylee? Show her a finger. How many fingers do you see? Can you can see any? To read it, Father, do not give you any. Lay on the bar. I can tell you. You can't see Rock my knees. Come, come, come. Come, Father. Rock my knees. Can you finger see? Come on, can we praise the name of the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to me, there's nothing like the Holy Spirit that restores lives, touches people. He's a glorious God. He's a glorious God. Lord, you're going to do it for this man. You're going to remove his brokenness, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, isn't he glorious? Isn't the Lord glorious? He's wonderful. He's wonderful. Oh, you do miracles. like you curse of this family every familiar curse is destroyed right now the Lord you will not have what the family had I thank you Lord that you touch this precious leg give her a brand new hip and do the same for her in the mighty name of Jesus and we always give you the praise and the honor and the glory forever 